Thank God it's Tuesday, mainly because it's not Monday, but also because you can listen to Anna and Marta, your two very good friends from You've Got Five Options. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Today we are solving Isabella's challenge. Isabella has been feeling a bit under the weather, especially that she lives in Denmark and, well, the winter's coming. So, she has asked us if we have any good strategies for surviving a shitty day. And that we definitely do. If you want to hear which five options we have prepared for Isabella, then stay tuned. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna and we are back to talk to you on Tuesday with yet another life challenge. We don't know many details Mm -hmm. about that challenge, so it's quite open, but I must say that when working on solving that challenge, I really felt like I have managed to help myself. It actually was a good reminder of many things that I have already known or read about or heard about and I started to do them again. Yeah, we actually also discovered accidentally that many times we help ourselves, meaning uh, I help myself and Marta help herself by, uh, by solving the challenge from you guys. So I guess we should say thank you. So I am deeply grateful for being able to do what we are doing. Are you practicing gratitude right now, Marta? Okay, guys. Uh, yeah, that's one of the options. But that's a, that's I, a teaser to the option. Yeah, but actually that's what I'm doing. Uh-huh. And I'm really grateful for doing that both uh, with you and for our readers, listeners, and so on. Oh my God, this is heavy. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> and thank you as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's 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 pretty funny how... When we get those challenges and sometimes they are not even we think they are not so related to us as persons we discover so many things on the way so it's a fantastic fantastic experience okay so um yeah i think it's time to read the challenge yes i will read the challenge now every month i get a few of those days where i'm really feeling under the weather recently there are more of those days as the winter is coming and since i'm living in denmark where it's cold, rainy and windy for six months, I get really affected by this weather. A small disappointment at work or a tough day at home with kids gets me to feel completely down. Unfortunately, I can't just hide under the blanket, so I was wondering if you have any tips for how to survive a really shitty day. First of all, I think it's more than six months. (laughs) Uh, Our dear... What's the name? Isabella. Our dear Isabella, I think it's more than six months of the rainy and windy and dark weather in Denmark. Um, I I, I have a feeling it's more like nine. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's the feeling I have right now. Because you are right, the winter is coming indeed. Yeah, maybe she just pressed a wrong, uh, you know, number when she was uh, sending the challenge and she pressed six instead of nine. Could be, could be, because uh, six, it's very optimistic. When we have six months of this weather, that's a good year in Denmark. Or maybe it was like, you know, six months is really dark Mm -hmm. and six months, it's like quite a lot of light. The rain and wind, that's actually more like 11 months. 
Correcto. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Correcto. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Is that like uh, so correct? AKA Correcto. So Marta, uh, what options do we have for our dear Isabella? Yeah. So first, I wanted to say that we, of course, all have some of those really crappy days. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. We sometimes we wake up completely down. Sometimes we wake up okay and something happens and gets us completely down. Sometimes we have periods in our lives or we have periods every month. You know, it could be... But that's for ladies. <laughs> but I think the man can also suffer when the lady has a period. So I think it's like, yeah, it's good to listen when your partner has a period then you have shitty days, trust me. So maybe it's... Right? Yeah, it depends yeah. on yeah, yeah on it, the level of PMS. Yes. Yeah, it, 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 it can, can be scary, I've heard. Yeah, it can differ also. Correcto. <laughs> I think it will become our new uh, thing, correcto. I, I like it. Okay, so coming back to the topic, I wanted to say that if those days just happens, you know, a few days a month, or if it's just a period of time in your life, then you can use some of those things that we are presenting here today. If it's like deeper issues, if it's something where you start noticing that there is more of those days that are really shitty uh, over a longer period of time, then you should seek some other help uh, than you've got five options only. Yeah, that's true. Correcto. Correcto, yes. So the five options we have for you today are option number one, practice gratitude. Option number two, be or see your best friend. Option number three, address your difficult emotions. Option number four, do something that you love to do. And option number five, use the oldest medicine. Laugh about it. So these are the five options and uh, I started to use them right away as uh, I'm also in Denmark and the winter is coming to me too. Yes. And I have had some of those uh, more crappy days uh, than cool days. I have started to use uh, those options that we have prepared here and they work. Yeah, uh, I admit that I also use some of them, especially option number five. And uh, I think some of them are a rather short term solution that they will give you like an immediate boost. Some of them can help you for a longer term. So it's uh, like you have a really like a big palette to choose from. Yeah, and we don't have many details. We don't know if you are like a mom who is with small kids at home. You mentioned something about a job. We don't know what exactly causes your bad mood and so on. So you have to select from that palette and apply, you know, depending on the situation. Yeah. Exactly, you are very mysterious, Isabella. Yeah, that's true. And the, the name also, it's like reflecting the mysterious uh, vibe in you. That's why we chose it. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful name. It's a really beautiful name. Yeah. So, uh, practice gratitude. It may sound a bit strange at the beginning. And, you know, what do you mean practice gratitude when I'm like pissed off with my boss or my kids uh, don't let me live uh, in peace or something but it's amazing it's actually something that if we open to it and we start doing it in our everyday life it's something that can really change our outlook to the life in general it's like shifting your approach from 
looking into your glass half empty into looking into your glass as half full. Yeah. That's the best way to, to put it. And when we talk about practicing gratitude, we at least prepared it in two different um, ways in this challenge. One thing is about the general practicing gratitude in your everyday life, like concentrating at looking at those little things mm -hmm. that you do have, that you love. And I think, Anna, maybe you could give a couple of examples as it's something that comes to you naturally, this kind of like natural gratitude that you feel in everyday life. Well, uh, uh, some of those uh, examples might be a little bit cuckoo because I'm, I'm sometimes cuckoo, right? But, uh, well, one of the very, very uh, most basic examples is sometimes when I'm coming home and it's really cold outside. It's I'm in Denmark. And then I'm entering my place and it's warm and nice and I really love my place and I'm like, oh my God, thank God I'm home. I really love to be here. And then I look at my place and I'm so happy that I arranged it in this way that it's a cozy place and I feel so totally grateful. And the funny thing is that this is not my dream house, for instance, but it's it's still, I made it my own and in those moments I really appreciate something like a roof um, above my head, a warm place to come back to. Uh, I also have that uh, moments when I walk around and suddenly I look at the tree and I'm thinking, my God, this world is beautiful. Look how this tree is created. Okay, this is really cuckoo. But I have those moments when I really look at elements of, of environment, natural environment. Nature actually can really like take my breath away, like a sunset or a sunrise or a full moon or whatever. And I feel totally grateful that I can experience that. I don't think it's very cuckoo. I thought you will really come up with something cuckoo, as I know you can. But it was exactly <laughs> it was exactly what I meant here. Changing our approach into looking into how all those small yet so great wonders around mm. us. Yeah. And the nature in the winter time in Denmark can be pretty disappearing like the tree will not even have leaves for six months or eight or something yeah, like true. that then it may be a good idea to have some plants at home and stare at them if you have such a nice home i i actually have a lot of plants home and i stare at them and i would like to also say that i lately um how do you call it breeding roses Breeding, like no, breeding, it's animals. You make animals to make, uh, like you. You mean you, the, the whole process of taking care of your plants? Yeah. Yes, like, like that. They grow. I'm growing plants. Is it another Google time that we have? It's another to... Google time. I was just trying to figure out how you make animals to. Uh, Coco Jumbo. <laughs> okay. Now, now we are entering some completely different topics. Google time. Well, if breeding animals can be something that you can find gratitude in, I think it's also a good idea. But about plants, for instance, that's a very good example. I remember I bought those uh, roses and I was so terrible with roses all my life. And then one day I decided, okay, so you are dying. I will save you, little fella. And I started to really take care of that rose. And then when the first rose came out, I was like, the happiest person in the universe. I was like looking at this little rose and I was so happy and grateful and appreciative of my awesome botanical skills as well. It really, it changed my mood for the entire day. I was so happy to see a little rose that just came out from this 
bunch of yeah branches because the leaves were not there yet so for instance small things like this wow i can just put my washing machine on and it just washing my clothes it's really weird but i have a lot of those moments i think that's why i usually feel quite happy with my life and i think that this is precisely why i asked you to talk about it because I knew you will have abundance of those <laughs> moments but that's really about it we take a lot of things for granted mm -hmm. but even something like water coming out from our faucet there are still so many people in the yeah. world that don't even have the water they could drink wash their hands in really shifting our approach into noticing those things you know when we start to be really grateful and this is really sad Although also very good, because then you realize that you have things to be grateful for. For instance, when you get sick, when you get totally sick and everything hurts and you lay down in a bed and then you are like, oh my God, I just want to be healthy. It was so good to be healthy. Think that you take for granted your health. When you suddenly feel sick and you feel really sick, then you suddenly start to appreciate it. Appreciating things that normally we take for granted is a skill but you can practice that. It just requires shifting your mindset and also a little bit of curiosity, you know, like observing small little everyday things. I have a really great video for how to look at the world with those different eyes. Okay. So I'll link that video. Do you also have a video on how to breed animals because some people could use it? I think maybe YouTube can help, help yeah. us here. Yeah. yeah. So the other part of the gratitude uh, that I thought about uh, was also when you are affected by a particular thing in your life, let's say it's your job. I don't know, you have colleagues or your boss that is really pissing you off or you have a hard time with your kids. Writing down what you're grateful about in regards to your kids or your job, whatever it is that, whatever is the aspect that is currently the one causing your bad mood can really help. I've had this time uh, when I was having a hard time uh, with uh, my, with one of my kids and I've heard about this exercise and it was really great whenever we've had those rough moments in his uh, developmental phase. I uh, would imagine myself how I feel when I'm with him in the good moments. So I just try to bring myself to a moment when, uh, when he's happy, when we are doing something nice together or when he was a baby and I was holding him close. And bringing that feeling to you really helps to feel the gratitude, really, and shift your approach to the kid. You can do the same with your work. Why are you still grateful for having that work? It gives you some money. It gives you, if it's the boss that pisses you off, maybe you still have nice colleagues. Maybe it's, there is still a part of that job that brings you satisfaction. So concentrating on those things, bringing the feeling, the good feeling that it gives you, the part that you still like or the part that you are still grateful for, can really help you on those shitty days. Yeah, I totally agree. And here I have just three things I would like to say. And probably I will forget the third one. As you know, I have a problem with that. But number one, Marta, very good point with writing down those things. And I actually love it because sometimes uh, it's, it's just a fantastic exercise. 
okay I have a really shitty day I have to come up with 10 things it doesn't even have to be particularly about the job if it's the job that causes your distress but in general 10 things I'm grateful for and you can have a notebook and you can add every day those things I have done this year something different so I made a, a glass container to which I'm putting post-it with all the small things I'm grateful for or all the good things that have happened to me. And I have some better weeks and some worse weeks. For instance, now I realized I haven't put anything in that jar for like, I think a month or so, but I had periods that I was putting uh, two, three post-it every day and now it's full already. And uh, then I was like, okay, and by the end of the year on 31st of December, I will open it how i don't know because i realized that the neck of the battle is a bottleneck <laughs> but i will make it and i will read all those small little things that i have written all over the year all the things i'm grateful for and i am already getting excited and i look at this and i see oh my god there is a lot of post-it and i have two thoughts it will be so fantastic and then how the hell i will get them out of there but it's it was a fantastic exercise for me so if you can create yourself a, a gratitude jar or box or whatever and and just collect those little post-it for the things that have happened uh, i think then you can uh, really have a beautiful end of the year and you can really lift your spirit yeah that sounds great I just wanted to give a disclaimer before we move to the next uh, point that we still have to be thinking about if something in our life is really not working. It may be our subconsciousness that is trying to communicate with us through those shitty days that there is something deeper that needs to be um, addressed. Yes. Then writing a few things that you are grateful for may not necessarily solve the issues for you. So practicing gratitude is always a good idea. And I think it's one of those ingredients for a lifelong, happy, uh, joyful life. But you still cannot expect that it will solve the issues for you. It's wonderful if you can be grateful for what you have in your life. But that doesn't mean that you uh, don't have to progress or change. So that was just a disclaimer. And now we will move to option number two, which was be or see your best friend. Mm. So I just thought about it when one of the reasons why uh, you have a shitty day is because, you know, someone pissed you off or something really bad happened. Just shifting into being grateful for having water in the faucet may not really work. You may need to do some venting. You may need to, you know, get that shit out of your system. So that <laughs> what is the better way to do it? Throw that shit on your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here I wanted to say that uh, I'm also mentioning the part of being your own best friend. True. So it's really about taking it out of your system. It's not to indulge in it forever. It's not to, you know, dig into that shit <laughs> and stay under. It's about... Uh, on a totally different note, uh, shit is a perfect uh, fertilizer for uh, growing flowers. <laughs> I, I don't think that mental shit is a perfect uh, fertilizer. I think it's the opposite. I think the plants need... The mental plants. shit is a perfect fertilizer 
for making you into a better person. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> we have to kind of make something, some mem out of I, it. I'm still not sure if you are uh, uh, ironic here or... Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure myself. Let's yeah. listen to it later and decide. Okay. Okay. But the thing was that you may need to take this out of your system, either by talking to your best friend, going out, having a coffee, or maybe by writing it down if uh, non, no good friend is uh, accessible. It could be a recorded message, it could be a written message on Messenger, whatever. Sometimes it's good to take it out of your system before you can try, for example, the gratitude exercise. So that was what I wanted to address. Another thing that I wanted to address in that option is be your best friend. We so, already talked about it before and I think it's totally totally important to have this shift and look at yourself as you are your own best friend it's just to get out of your skin for a second and think what would I do if I would be another person who's the best friend to myself I don't know I think I even made it worse in general we have talked about it and we will be repeating this uh, forever and ever Because some of us have an issue with that, Uh, being uh, your own best friend. You can guess who that is. We will not tell you. Unfortunately, (laughs) correcto. (laughs) So basically, it's amazing how we people, some of us at least, beat ourselves up or beat ourselves down. Beat ourselves down. Super English. Anyway, we are bad to ourselves. We can find a lot of love and we can take care of other people, but we are not so good with applying that love, compassion to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. We are so good at at giving advices to other people and we cannot apply them in our own life, for instance. So it's so important. If your best friend would have a shitty day, if she really, I don't know, something really bad happened to her or someone really pissed her off, you wouldn't be trying to make it worse for her. You would actually say, hey, you've had a crappy day. Maybe you have a good cup of tea or a good cup of coffee. Maybe you watch a nice movie, whatever. You would try to be good to her rather Mm -hmm. than trying to tell her, get lost. (laughs) (laughs) Or for instance, to tell her, you're stupid. Just cheer up, you know, cheer up. What is your problem? Because many times I think people talk like that to themselves like what's wrong with you why are you are down why can you be just happy like come on get motivated or whatever uh, this is how we talk to ourselves would we talk like this to our friends i don't think so because we wouldn't have friends after some time i guess no one wants to be around a person like this so no wonder sometimes we don't want to be around ourselves because we are really bitches towards ourselves yeah i think this is something that doesn't serve any purpose You're not going to feel better if you're bitching yourself. So it really, when you think about it, when you just take a little bit of a distance and you think about those things that you tell to yourself, they don't serve any purpose. They don't bring anything good to you. You will just feel worse. Exactly. And just on a final note here in this option, I will just come back to the importance of friendships in, in our life, not only with ourselves, but also with, uh, with, with just with our close ones. And I do have to say that, for instance, in my case, many times when I have shitty days or something happened, at the beginning, I like to stay only with myself. That's, that's how I cope with it at the beginning. But then 
I need my friends and my friends have saved me from so many stupid situations just by being there for me, just by making me laugh. And uh, you know, uh, if you know my struggles with uh, Ikebana from the previous podcast, uh, you know also that I decided to um, educate myself a little bit about Japanese culture. And one of the reasons why, uh, from what I've heard already in the audiobook that I purchased, why Japanese people live so long is because they have a very uh, good communities and they have a lot of close relations with their neighbors, with their friends, and they feel like they belong and they feel they have people they can reach out to each time they have any issues. And it is uh, scientifically proven that having friends around you, it's, it's not that you have to have, I don't know, 1,000 friends of, on Facebook, but just having close people around you uh, really actually influence the length and quality of your life. And I think friendships are extremely important. And let's just try to cherish them and, uh, and build them stronger. I think this is really well said. And just on a final note, remember to take care of all those dear friends, including yourself. Exactly. Include yourself in that friend circle. Friends are very important. Having that safety net, yes. someone that will catch you. Exactly. It's really important for our well-being. Yeah, and actually, if I'm to be honest, my longest relationships in my life are my friendships. It's not... Well, okay, uh, yeah, it's not the romantic relationships, but like Marta, we are friends for more than 20 years. Since kindergarten, guys. Exactly, since kindergarten, obviously. (laughs) But it's like, this is uh, the uh, number one relation that I feel like fully investing still. And that really keeps me uh, sane many times. It's amazing, but... But friendships are simply uh, wonderful. It's like I'm all for friendships. I always was. I'm sucker for friendship, guys. And I'm also a very good friend with myself, I think. And that's that's why it's important. Both ingredients are very important for our well-being, especially on those shitty days. But let's move now to even deeper level when it comes to uh, dealing with shitty days. It's option number three, address your difficult emotions. We people usually are not so good with addressing our difficult emotions. So very often when we have a shitty day, we don't even try to deal with being pissed off, with being angry, being sad. We try to get rid of it. We try to avoid it. We try to neglect it. We will rather, you know, run away from it, stuff it inside, We will, you know, eat uh, a kilo of ice cream just to uh, eat it away (laughs) rather than address those difficult emotions. Exactly. There is so many things people do just not to face their uh, difficult emotions. And Marta, you gave very good examples like eating, overeating, drinking, or for instance, just throwing yourself into some activities or work just not to think about it, just to build up a lot of fake uh, activities or some, I don't know, um, going into some addictions, just not to get to the bottom of your difficult emotion. And it's a really deep topic because that's not something, I guess we would have to have a separate podcast to really address all those uh, questions and uh, the, the depth of that issue. But what I wanted to say about it is that unaddressed emotions 
they don't disappear. They get stuffed and they just create more issues in the future. We think that they disappear. We have some instant gratification when we have eaten something. Sooner or later, we will start noticing that it really didn't help yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in real life. But it's so important because we don't usually learn how to deal with those difficult emotions. We are often told we should not have them. Yeah. As children, don't cry. Big girls or big boys, they don't cry. Don't be such a sissy. Whatever kind of things we hear, it's not okay. Well, it's better for the girls than for boys, of course. But it's usually it's like what you're crying about it or people do it to us with good faith very often. But they actually make us suffer. Exactly. I even saw on uh, YouTube some time ago a, a very funny movie, which will reappear in option number five, but that's another story. If we would treat a physical uh, sickness the same as mental sickness. So, for instance, I saw in that movie a guy just fell from the stairs and his friend is like, get up, what are you making a big, big deal about? And many times people are trying to help us by this kind of like a tough love oh, stop, you know, you have to just go, move on, and whatever. Another thing is that we have now this positive thinking philosophy. And I think that at the very bottom, it has a very good message, but it's being abused because we are taught that we are supposed to think positively constantly and feel positively, and positive thinking is the answer to solve all our problems, which I agree with in a principle, but it's very difficult to think positively when you have some exactly difficult emotions to cope with. And then you might even feel guilty that you don't think positively and you are just trying to pretend you are positive when you are really not. And it's really, really harmful, I think. We have to have an outlet to release those difficult emotions. I uh, would like to offer to you guys to listen to a wonderful podcast about addressing your negative emotions, which was recorded by Brooke Castillo. And I will, of course, have that link for you. She addresses in a wonderful way how you can deal with those negative emotions. Because very often we are so scared of those emotions that we don't even think about it, that avoiding them and going into our fallback, like overeating, overexercising, overworking is actually so much more damageful. And if you start thinking about it, and if you start doing exercises where you allow yourself to have those difficult emotions, and you just start comparing how they feel compared to how you feel when you have not addressed them, it's actually way worse when you haven't addressed them. But it's not something many of us consider. We would really do anything just to avoid, just to go, you know, run away from it. And this is where, for example, going out with friends could be misused. This is where we would continue going out all the time, just not to deal with our internal issues. So, guys, addressing your difficult emotions, and it doesn't have to be a big deal. It can really be writing down in your journal about it. It's not like now, you know, now I have a shitty day. I have to take a day off to address my (laughs) difficult emotions. Sometimes it is a good idea, but it's not like this is something that has to happen every time. But it is to acknowledge them. They exist. 
and you can only send them away if you have addressed them and let them go. If you don't address them, you're just gonna stuff them and they are going to come back in the worst way possible. Yeah, actually, Marta mentioned something that uh, gave me uh, inspiration for an example from, uh, from companies. Uh, many people go, in Denmark at least, from what I've heard, on a stress leave. And I've heard it in different companies over the years. And I also have heard that many of those people, they did not realize they have any problem with stress until it was too late. Because they it's this kind of mechanism of just, you know, like being stressed or not feeling okay, but keep on working, not giving yourself a break, not giving yourself an outlet to address your difficult emotions. And then at one day, they just totally collapse. And I think that uh, this is a really huge risk if you are bottling up everything. You might even miss the moment when your body will simply say, no, it's enough. You cannot handle this anymore. That's why it is so important to learn how to do it. And as I said, it's a big topic and it's something that we can't uh, really fully, deeply address as one yeah, option. Yeah, it's more like a teaser here. Yeah, so, but luckily we have discovered this really great podcast from Brooke Castillo specifically on that topic. So we will just have it for you guys uh, in, uh, as a link. Now we will move to option number four. Do something that you love to do. Yes, that's actually a very good one. So I specifically thought that it's a good idea to discuss the whole part of being grateful and the whole part of being your good friend or talking to a good friend and addressing your negative emotions before we move to that part of do what you really love to do. Because I really wanted to make it clear that it's not a good idea to skip the previous steps and just go do what you love to do because you may simply go for like, I really love ice cream. I'm gonna eat a kilo <laughs> of yeah. ice cream and you are not really helping yourself in more than five minutes. I think you can feel great for five minutes uh, eating those ice creams, but probably in a while you are not going to feel so great anymore. Especially if it was a kilo or two and then you might not feel so great in a toilet. Yeah, but let's say it's when it's the scenario where there are some deeper issues that you should address, then we have given you those important steps to look into. If it's just a one-off crappy day, if it's just like a PMS or whatever kind of a situation. Yeah, the winter is coming type of a situation. It is okay to go for just simply doing what you love to do. So it's not like you always have to go through the entire process and every single time you have to sit and acknowledge your emotions. It could be that you simply, you know, it's dark, you haven't seen the sunlight for 65 days and you just feel, you know, under the weather. Yeah, you don't know if it's a day or night, what season is that and, you know, where are you and it's just sad and, and you know, shitty. So then we would recommend you exactly to do something that you love to do. And examples can be uh, infinitive. I actually had one example, but I will not say it because it's naughty. So Marta, do you have any examples? <laughs> I would like to hear the naughty example. Well, you, you can always have sex. That sounds like a pretty good thing and like a production of endorphins and so on. Yes, and also, you know, because as, as we all know, there are very good practical implications of that. But actually, it's, it's a great boost 
for a body and if you have a person to do it with I think it I don't know how about uh, our listeners but it always lifts my mood so that's a very good example of what you can do on a shitty day when we talk about doing what we love to do then of course we can mean some kind of a hobby or some kind of passion exactly exactly the passion so this is something where you are like okay i have a really shitty day maybe it's a great uh, idea to watch a movie that you love or read a book or i don't know whatever it is that brings you joy in life then just simply do it make sure that you make space for doing that in your everyday life sometimes we forget to make space for what we love to do we work so much and there are kids and there are so many responsibilities that we don't do the things we love to do in our everyday life and that brings us to the biggest topic of loving what you do meaning do you love the job that you do yeah but that's that can be a, a totally different story um although it would be great if you would love your job yeah but that's something maybe that is worthwhile addressing because if a lot of your shitty day uh, shitty days are coming from the job situation it could be a very big uh, message to you to look into that job situation and if it's worthwhile staying in or if there is anything you could do to shift towards loving what you do but in general it's important that you find space in your everyday life regularly to do what you love to do okay marta give me an example from your life what are the things that you love to do and you do them when you have a shitty day and you would like to uh, boost your mood a little bit i think that cooking or going out to to eat some really good but healthy food is something that can really help going out for something unhealthy is not a good idea it's something that is good only for a moment and then you feel crappy again but going for some really good delicious and healthy food when you feel that you're giving your body something really wonderful that really helps me now that uh, we are doing the you've got five options i sometimes start to write start to solve a challenge for someone and it really helps me it's really something i came from the moment of life where i was not having any space for doing what i love to do in in a meaning of any kind of hobby i was just having a work taking care of the kids taking care of the house and it was like from the moment i wake up until the moment i go to sleep i had a big plan for everything that has to be done and i started to create that space in my everyday life so that i have that breathing moment so that i can actually start doing the things that i love to do but i have forgotten about it for a period of time and i was not going through a very nice road at that point of time mhm i i can uh, totally confirm that everything that Marta has said is correcto uh, and when I think about what you have said I, 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 I couldn't agree more actually for instance solving a challenge or working on five options uh, is something that I love to do and it always helps me even if I am in a really shitty mood I also love to do a lot of actually small things you know of course I love to write that always helps me although sometimes I'm getting stuck but I love to write 
I love to go to the cinema. Many times when I have a really shitty mood, I go to the cinema and I'm already lifted up like five levels. It's, um, it's just that, but you have to allow yourself to have a space. This is very important what you have said. You have to allow yourself to have a space for those things that you love to do in your life because you might just find yourself on the vicious loop of doing things constantly over and over again, not having time for the things that you really enjoy. And that's very dangerous, I think. Yeah, I really have had that moment in my life where working full time, having three kids and my husband traveling for his job where I was just so busy and I just didn't think there is even a possibility to create a situation where I could uh, have space for myself and doing what I'm doing now, but I have made it work. Marta also mentioned something really cool. It is on the a, on a edge of reality and daydreaming, but sometimes when you have those shitty days, you can create yourself a vision board or maybe uh, start to uh, write your goals or your dreams and try to uh, figure out how can you achieve them or just to create a yeah exactly vision board or a collage or a couple of things that remind you why what are you striving for to get you a little bit uh, out from the situation when you are right now and put you a little bit into the future where you see yourself in a different place yeah, that's a really great uh, thing to do because sometimes you are in a situation where you don't, it's not possible for you right now here in this moment to start doing what you really love to do. So for example, you may want to be an actor, but right now you are not engaged in any kind of a theater or movie and you still need to eat and you still need to have the roof over your head. So you may be doing a job that you don't necessarily love. And on those shitty days, engaging into an activity of doing your vision board, imagining yourself already having that what you really want to do, that's something that can lift your spirit. Yeah. So uh, definitely worth mentioning. In uh, If you can't actually right now do what you love to do, imagine yourself doing what you love to do in the future. It will bring you closer Mm -hmm. to being able to do that in your everyday life in future and it will lift your spirit today yeah exactly but just try to uh, also do some uh, small little practical steps towards that dreams because sometimes you can just get locked in that daydreaming it happens to me quite often sometimes and uh, but I, I think it's a fantastic thing just to show you that there is so much more ahead of you and this shitty day is just a shitty day it also allows you to build some sort of a distance towards it yeah. and strive for more yeah it's a really great uh, thought so uh, we will give you a link uh, to a description what do we mean with working with your vision board mm -hmm. because maybe not everyone has been doing something like this yeah. before. So we will uh, give you some nice material to have a look at. Option number five is uh, something that can help you instantly. It's about using an old medicine, the laughter. Yes, I think it's actually one of the oldest medicines for the shitty day. And I know that some of you will think, uh, uh, guys, I have a shitty day. What do you mean that I should laugh? Well, um... I have never met a person 
that was depressed while laughing. It's as simple as that. It's impossible to be depressed when you are laughing or to be sad or even to be angry when you are laughing. And to get yourself to laugh, well, there are a lot of different, different ways, but it's, it is possible. You've had that great example when you have attended TEDx in Ulse. Oh, yes. It was, uh, okay, guys, so in April, uh, I was on my first TEDx in Ulse. Uh, I wanted to say Odense, but uh, Ulse for our, no. Super Danish. Oh, my God. Even Danish sucks, okay. Even my Danish sucks. It's that city on Finn, the biggest city on Finn. And we had, uh, one of the speakers was, I don't remember her name, Lina. Yes, the, la the laughter lady, I think. But uh, we will, of course, uh, include the link uh, in, in the written description of this option. And that woman was uh, simply uh, laughing. I don't know how to describe it. She came on the stage and uh, we knew that it will be something about laughter and she just said hello and started to laugh like for no reason. So at the beginning, everyone was a little bit confused. Some people started to laugh with her and then she started to tell her life story how at one day her life changed and her husband announced to her that he's leaving her and she started to laugh again, like really laugh. And she was telling the story about how her husband is leaving her for another woman and she was laughing out loud like LOL, LOL, people literally. And we couldn't stop laughing with her. It's like I could not resist. I started to laugh and I started to laugh so hard that actually she was laughing. People started to laugh. I laughed even more for some weird reason. It really was working for me. And then everyone got silent and I was the only one laughing. And then people were laughing because I was laughing. And then she was laughing because people were laughing. Guys, after 20 minutes, I had like my makeup was ruined because I was crying out of laughter and uh, my uh, cheekbones muscles were, were hurting because I, I was just laughing so hard. And it's unbelievable because, first of all, you can laugh, like you can just pretend that you are, you can just laugh out loud. And after some time, you will actually start to laugh. And second of all, laughter is extremely contagious. So if you are with another person, you can even try this exercise and you can start to laugh. A second, the person you are with will start to laugh after 10, 15 seconds. It's just how it is. It's unbelievable. And this woman simply laughs. She laughs even if she has no reason and then she gets herself into the state of mind when everything is hilarious, funny and you cannot be sad or depressed when you are laughing. It's as simple as that. Yes, yeah, so if in general humor, it's, so, it's something that can save you in so many ways and for being a parent, as you've mentioned, you have kids, having good humor when being a parent, it is just like a miracle. And uh, being able to turn a shitty uh, event in your life into a humorous event, it's a great skill and it can save you so many shitty moments. But it's also this thing about, we've, uh, we've been talking about it in previous uh, podcasts, fake it till you make it. It's a real thing. Your brain cannot really tell when you are smiling or laughing for, uh, for, re for real mm -hmm. and when you are faking it. 
And if you fake it for a while, if you stand in front of the mirror and you start smiling to yourself, at the beginning you will feel so stupid, but in a while you start actually smiling or laughing. Yeah. And then you are sending some signals to your brain and you will actually start feeling better. If it doesn't work, you are so depressed that it doesn't even work when you are smiling to yourself into the mirror. Try going out and smiling to every person that you see. People will start smiling back to you. Some of them. <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> most of them. But you will most likely, even if they are not smiling back but looking at you as a weirdo, yeah. you will probably start laughing as well. Yes, I also heard this uh, really great quote, like, if you are uh, depressed or bored, start to lick uh, strangers' faces, you know, on the street. <laughs> and each time I'm pissed, I imagine myself going out on the street and just start to lick random people on their face, and I cannot stop laughing. It's like, actually, I have this really... Um, I have this really uh, weird sense of humor and I can laugh out of any situation, which I think is actually a great asset of mine. I remember that even when I am ending relationship and there is like very tense and emotional uh, conversation, I'm cracking jokes and I laugh even if I'm hurting inside. But you know, it is a kind of a relief. I, I, I can find a, a funny situation in everything, but it's... It's more about, you know, shifting your perspective. It's something that we also talked in option number one. And I actually have a great example from yesterday. Because yesterday Marta came uh, to my place as we were uh, preparing for this podcast. And when she arrived, uh, she was I was like, so how are you? Ah, not so good. I have a migraine. No, no, no. And how are you? And I'm like, yeah, not so good neither. Two hours later, we were laughing so badly that my stomach hurt. There was a lot of things that we did yesterday, uh, including uh, looking at our vlogging um, um, attempts. Yeah, we, we were really good at laughing at ourselves and at our vlogging exactly. attempts. And then we also went to some uh, YouTube videos from 90s when we were in kindergarten and we were looking at the uh, you know video clips or music from 90s and Marta started to dance and I was laughing so hard oh my god I, I don't remember when I was laughing so so hard probably the, in, uh, in the third biggest city uh, in Denmark at TEDx <laughs> yeah, that, that could be no, but it was just amazing and it's it's like one person makes and then it was contagious. We actually had an evening full of laughter and it, it really and we came from a, a benchmark of a shitty day, both of us. And I even cured my migraine. Laughter really works. Revelation. Yeah, it's a great strategy. So if you need uh, a little bit of laughter in your life, just see what rings your bell. If it's stupid movies on YouTube that are, I don't know, a compilation of fails 2017 or whatever makes you uh, laugh, just put your favorite sitcom on or, or whatever or read something funny or meet with the friend that has a stupid, crazy sense of humor. But trust me, when you are laughing, it's impossible to feel sad or depressed. And on that great note, I would like to summarize which were the options for surviving the shitty day. Practice gratitude, 
be or see your best friend, address your difficult emotions, do something that you love to do, and use the oldest medicine. Laugh about it. Mm-hmm. So that was it, what we have prepared for you today. So we hope, Isabella, that it is something that was helpful. And to the rest of you, as I think everyone has a shitty day every now and again. So thank you for listening to us and goodbye. And if you would like to have any tips about breeding animals or growing roses, get back to us and we will make a research about it. And we would love to hear what are your strategies to survive a shitty day. Correcto. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options podcast, where we solve your life challenges weekly. Remember that you can visit our website and submit your challenge or comment at other people's challenges at you'vegot5options.com. This is www.you V-E-G-O-T 5 as a number options.com And remember that our next podcast will be available for you on Tuesday. In the next episode of You've Got 5 Options podcast we will be discussing a really interesting topic regarding relationships and if they have such a thing like an expiration date. Alice is together with her boyfriend for 5 years yet they are still not engaged and it doesn't really look like he would like to have a family soon. So what shall she do? Should she give him an ultimatum? Or maybe there is another way to approach this problem. What if I told you that there might be actually five different options? If you are curious to listen what we advise to Alice, then you definitely need to tune in next Tuesday. And if you like what you've heard, Please make sure that you leave us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks!